On this program, we've spent years discussing the afterlife, trying to break through the barrier and speak to people we love on the other side through ITC, mediumship, and EVP, as you've heard on TV shows like The Holzer Files and Ghosts of Devil's Perch. And although we are able to get those fleeting moments of communication, we're still left wanting. These last few years have taught us more than any other time in my lifetime just how precious life really is. A little over six years ago, I lost my mother. A few years after that, we lost my wife Winnie's mom, and then shortly after her father. Many friends to COVID and cancer and other horrible diseases and accidents over the last few years, showing the fragility of life, leaving behind family members that wish they could hear that voice one more time. It's strange. If I close my eyes, I can think of Jimmy Cagney, and I can hear his perfect voice. I can hear Frank Sinatra speak. I can hear his singing voice. I can hear the strange way that John Wayne could speak. I could hear the rasp in his voice, the southern lilt. But for the life of me, I can't remember my mom's voice. I can't. Someone who is an integral part of my life on a daily basis for 49 years. And it's gone. Life is weird. It's fleeting. And we take things for granted. Tonight, we have an interesting topic. One that may terrify some of you with the concepts of what we're going to divulge and discuss. To others, it will be a thrilling possibility. Tonight, Resurrected, Near Life Experience. Joining me on the program is the uh, founder of You Only Virtual, Justin Harrison. We'll discuss this amazing company and the strange advancements that are taking place around us. When we return to the best in paranormal programming, I'm Dave Schrader, and this is the Paranormal 60. I'm not going to stand here and listen to this baloney. He won't know. He doesn't stand for baloney. Sounds like a lot of supernatural baloney to me. Supernatural. Perhaps... Baloney, perhaps not. Hello, my little darklings. Although the opening was a bit maudlin, I hope that it helped to put you in the mindset of loss. And I know that sounds like a weird way to start any kind of show. Who wants to start in that depressive state? But I think that we need to be reminded more of the fact of just how precious and fragile life is. We take it for granted every day. As a matter of fact, I probably spend more time chasing the afterlife than I do living. I wonder how many of you are out there just like that. There was an article that just came out, and uh, I found this fascinating. Check out the headline, Life After Death, Humans Will Be Able to Create a Digital Twin by 2050, according to experts. In season two of the TV series Black Mirror, in an episode entitled Be Right Back, a woman is able to revive her dead boyfriend by having a company create an artificial intelligence version of him. It sounds far-fetched, right? It might have been when the episode first aired back in 2013. Now, not so much. According to an expert on the subject, Dr. Ajaz Ali, head of business and computing at Ravensbourne University, we aren't that far away from human beings being able to upload their minds to computers and create a digital twin so we can all live on after death. By linking AI with digital technologies and motion capture tools, our conscious knowledge and experiences will be transferred to a digital twin, Dr. Ali told the Daily Mail in an interview. 
using NLP based tools, which will be the way more advanced than like the chap GPT and Bard, people will be able to interact with these digital twins in real time and benefit from their knowledge and ideas. Loved ones could carry on interacting with their relatives who've already died, but exist in a digital twin form. So how close are we really to this happening? Well, in January of 2021, Microsoft received a patent that will allow them to create an AI chatbot using personal information about dead people, including things like their images, voices, social media posts, and electronic messages. In aspects such as uh, social data, uh, things like images, voice data, social media posts, electronic messages, written letters, etc., about the specific person, they may be accessed. That's what the patent reads. The social data may be used to create or modify a special index in the theme of the specific person's personality. The special index may be used to train a chatbot to converse in the personality of the specific person. On top of that, they also added a 2D or 3D model of specific person may be generated. Not to be left out, last year's Amazon showed how they can synthesize the voice of a dead person to be used by Alexa. This required inventions where we had to learn to produce a high-quality voice with less than a minute of recording versus hours of recording in the studio, said Amazon senior vice president and head scientist for Alexa, Rohit Prasad. The way we made it happen is by framing the problem as a voice conversion task and not a speech generation path. We are unquestionably living in the golden era of AI, where our dreams and science fictions are becoming a reality. The article posits that there will be a digital life after death by 2050. Jesus, I'll damn near be 100 years old by that point. Will I even make it to see this happen? Well, my friends, I'm here to tell you, 2050 is a lot closer than you think it is. As a matter of fact, it's here now. Joining us on the program is the CEO, the founder of Youve, You Only Virtual, Justin Harrison. Hi, Justin. Welcome to the show. How's it going, Dave? Thanks for having me. Uh, it's going great. Uh, interesting, man. I'm, I'm so fascinated by what you do. And to give uh, my viewers and listeners a chance to understand this a little bit more, as I was scrolling through social media, as I often do, I stumbled on a friend's posts, and there were a couple of videos there. And I, I wonder, I'd like to share this one. Join us for this amazing. No, not that one. Let's Amazing. try one that's, yeah, not a commercial for an upcoming uh, event, but rather, let's take a look at this one. Almost everybody stopped to think about somebody they love and care about and what it would be like to lose them. Youve is a communications platform that uses AI to map and recreate personalities virtually for digital communication after a loved one has passed away. And I miss the way you used to snort when you laughed. This is so important to, to us and to the millions of people who will get a chance to use this in the future. I'll always be your dad, no matter what. I'm a mother of four, and we want to be able to, you know, hold those bonds of communication in a way that only youth can allow us to do. What I felt in my heart hearing that stuff, wow. Wanting to save my mom is probably one of the most human instincts that a person can have. But I think beyond that, it really made me think about how technology could impact death in general for everybody. That's right. Friday, March 31st, there was a big evolution, a big change that came about, Justin, and you are the uh, the man pushing this change. Um, I want to play another video a little bit later on in the program and uh, talk about a friend of mine who very good friend, somebody I love and, and appreciate who is using and utilizing your format as well. But talk to me about you and what exactly is going on. Obviously, there are so many contradictory articles out there. In one breath, it's look at the amazing steps that are coming in science and technology. And in the next breath is Skynet, we're all going to burn and die. We can't allow this to happen, right? But there's, totally. there's got to be a mid-ground somewhere in there, Justin. What are we looking at with you? 
Well, look, you know, it's, it's funny you bring up Skynet. So one of the first podcasts I ever record, we do a, an informational podcast because I think tech is moving so fast right now that it's right. really hard. I mean, I'm in the middle of it, right? I, I own and have founded a technology company and I'm getting updated daily by the news, right? It's not, it's everything's moving so quickly. We're not even all, all fully abreast of how fast it's going. So I started a podcast of my own, which was just about like, how do I sort of translate this for folks like me who, you know, like I'm the, probably the dumbest founder and CEO you'll ever meet just straight out. Right. My talent is finding smart people. Um, but how do I translate all this so people get it? Right. So our first podcast was called sky not, and it's just all about AI is a learning tool. That's, that's all it is. Right. So like, mm -hmm. to take away some of the mythology about it, what, what we're doing is we're just simply taking a computer program, same ones we've had for years. And all, by the way, have had artificial intelligence working for years and years and years, right? And we're just saying, if you learn a better way to do this, what it is we're tasking you to do, do it and incorporate it into the way you do it. That's it, right? So it could be something as simple as spelling or whatever else. So what you've done specifically, um, you only virtual, what we do is we went from a psychological lens in terms of what's what is important between people. And mm -hmm. the, the aha moment for me was I, I am many different people depending on who I'm interacting with. I was one way right. with my mom, one way with my partner, I'm one way with friends, blah, blah, right? So what we've got to get onto, and, and it's funny that you read that Microsoft patent, we got ours uh, granted a month afterwards. So we've been in this space. Where I think where we really excel is that we we went into our process with a very laser pointed focus, which is, mapping individual relationship dynamics. What is Dave expecting from Justin? Not what is everybody on social media expecting from Justin? Not what are 20 of my friends polled expecting from Justin? What does Dave expect for Justin? And then we build another one for my girlfriend or for my dad or for my friends. Each one of them gets their own persona that focuses on our dynamics. And, and literally all we do is we have thousands upon thousands of data points of nuances that make how I'm being with you, Dave, unique. And then the AI's job is to add new data points, things that we can't think of or see. And so every day it gets better and better and better and better. And I really felt that was the most authentic and genuine way to recreate a person's personality. Now there's tons of companies who have awesome stuff going on. We're, you know, we work with uh, Resemble AI um, for our voice, voice cloning, right? They, they're our, our voice cloning partner. Um, you know, we work with some amazing uh, natural language processing engines, right? But our focus is look at the individual nuances, make that version of Justin for Dave, not just this holistic person that we've right. aggregated from a million different sources. And that's what I think is a really fascinating aspect as I was going over in, uh, the research on your website is, right, I do... You know, the way I speak to my children, of course, is going to be much different than I speak to my grandchildren and much different than I speak to my wife or my friends. And having this opportunity to be something for everyone in the afterlife is really, that hits me in the feels. And I know watching in the chat, there are some people that are like, boy, this is still too raw. I've just lost somebody. I don't know that I'm ready for this. How is this going to impact the grieving cycle? And there's some interesting and great points to that. Um, I, I don't think, and, and you know, I'd like to hear you weigh in. At first, you think, oh, my God, this is going to interrupt. We're still grieving because of the physical, daily affirmation of that person being in our life is no longer there. And what we grieve for is not the loss of the person who's gone most of the time. We're grieving for what we're losing, the person we're not going to be able to pick up the phone and call. Grieving is good. As a matter of fact, grieving is healing. There are special uh, changes even in your tears when you are grieving that helps a body purge itself of toxins and do things to make you heal. I think a lot of people run into this uh, stilted, I, I've got to be somebody for my kids, so I've got to stay strong during this. And I've got to stay strong because I don't want to see, I don't want my dad to watch me continually break down about my mom. And I can't, I've got to be this for that person and that for this person. And grieving is often interrupted anyway. But then for the people like me that are five, six years out that are sitting there thinking, God, why can't I remember my mom's voice? Why can't I hear her? Holy crap, this sucks. I just, I just had a big opportunity. I just wish I could pick up that phone and 
hear my mom talk to me again and give me the words of encouragement that I want to have. I think that there's an aspect to that healing that once you get past the grieving will be so instrumental in helping people. And with, as you said, AI learning the way it is and learning vocal intonations and uh, emphasis and the way that you deal with certain people in your life, I think it's going to be a pretty remarkable opportunity for people that like me don't deal with death gracefully and struggle with it because of these losses, because of the senses that I no longer have of my mother. Um, so, of David, my, I can, can I jump in and just say something? So please, it's amazing. You just touched on two things. Uh, the first is uh, the voice program we use, we call it the daily affirmation. So literally it's a voice memo in that person's voice. That's new conversation. That's so that affirmation, right? That's what people are missing. But what you described, I, I, I coined this concept a, a little bit, uh, like maybe six or seven months ago, the tragedy of death. When you start to think about it in the context of these different people for different relationships, right? So a different Dave for your mother. As an example, let's mm -hmm. use that. The tragedy of death for survivors is people, I, I think people used to describe it, a part of me died. No, that part's still very much alive, but it's muted forever. It never gets to come back out again because that was just Dave for your mom. And right. I actually, actually, and, and a lot of experts are starting to as well, fundamentally disagree that grieving is healthy per se, right? Grieving in the absence of anything else is okay, fine. You work through it. Right. But this amazing uh, psych psychologist, Dr. Michelle Stevens, who we had at our, our launch event, you know, she goes in depth that grieving is just pain, right? It, it is absolute pain. It's loss. It's horrible. You said something that touched, touched for me, which is for people who don't deal with death gracefully. And, and I would like to be introduced to that person, right? I lost my mom seven months ago, six months ago. And I, I don't, there's no one that deals with it gracefully. There's no, there's no one that it's okay for there might be people that uh you know are better at bsing the process like you said but right there there's nobody that that isn't hurting and our goal is to alleviate some of the hurt period you know and that i think is is a very noble cause and there are going to be a lot of different things that will open up but this is this is one of the first that gives us the consumer, the the human behind the screen, a chance to be a part of something pretty remarkable, not feeling like we're on the outside, just waiting for technology to let us in someday. But with you, we get to be there from the ground up. And I know this sounds like I'm suddenly part of the marketing team. And uh, and now, hey, all of you, we'd like you to invest. If only $1,000 each, we'll have enough. No, but the, the fact is that I, I do believe that starting here is a great point for people to ease into this. Um, you know, I, I had and a lot of my friends and followers that have been with me for the years know I suffered a massive heart attack 10 years ago that should have killed me. Um, luckily, my body said, eh, we're not ready to let him go yet. And I'm still here. But I think of how my kids would have been how things would have gone if I were not here for them to talk to the one person that Although we may not agree on things, I'm the one that they always come to. So hearing about this opportunity, hearing about this new chapter really excites the, the father, the grandfather, and even the son in me. Because I I know, and I, I, I watch the pain in my wife's face, wanting to pick up that phone and call her father, or wanting to pick up that phone and call her mother. And it's just not there at this, at this stage. So to see that something like this is coming and that you can put thought into it, that this can be something that you can do and be an active part of. This isn't just, um, Justin going in and taking two hours of Dave's recorded voice from 18 years of radio. And this is something that is me. This is me that's creating this and that that's powerful, man. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. I think the other thing that's, you know, particularly exciting is, you know, our next offering is going to be an app. So a communications mm -hmm. app where two people who are living or multiple people who are living still can be building mm -hmm. this in the background, right? Because 
what's the one way you identify relationships? It's with communication. So that's how right. we create these. We, we create these personas. But but I have to say, I mean, I, I love what, what you said at the beginning. I I will eternally be pissed at the producers over at Black Mirror for turning something that I think is probably the most beautiful use of artificial intelligence um, mm -hmm. into something scary. Because at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I, th I think I saw one con commenter go, uh, oh, isn't there the risk of getting too dependent on this? Or I had a, a, a journalist ask me one time, uh, what about prolonged grief syndrome and all this other stuff? And, you know, I simply post to people, were you planning on replacing your mom? Was there some place you were supposed to move on to that this is going to prevent you from, you know? Um, for me, it's like, my mom is my mom. Uh, calling her however much I was going to call her, texting her however much I was going to text her, that was never going to change. Regardless if mm -hmm. I sat in agony for months, years on end, and always having a little piece of myself feeling missing, there wasn't anything that was going to change that. And so I, I think mm -hmm. that it's really easy, I think, for people to throw rocks conceptually. But once the opportunity is there, I find it very difficult to believe there's many people who will say no to trying. You know. Well, and again, folks, it's called Black Mirror. They're obviously doing a Twilight Zone twist on a concept, right? And and sure, everything in our life could go horribly wrong, you know, in the wrong hands. But given the opportunity to be a part of it and an active participant in helping to build this database, I think is is fascinating. And you know, there are there are people. You know, Amy's got a great point. Death is a teacher, right? Um, you've got uh, you've got people asking, uh, boy, I w what I would give to talk to my dad one more time. Uh, Jamie, I think, popped up and said that. Uh, so it, it is it, a point where you're right. I think there's going to be some reticence, and then there's going to be people jumping in because this is this is the next evolution. And for our audience, that's why I wanted to have you on here, Justin, for, not for the woo factor, but I know people that spend tens of thousands of dollars a year buying technology, traveling the world to go to haunted locations and hope that there's some kind of communication there. Others that go to mediums and spend thousands of dollars dealing with mediums and they do become dependent and really good mediums will cut you off for after a while, right? Um, do, can we become too dependent? We could become too dependent on anything. And when your mom was here, you were probably very dependent on her. Um, you know, it's, it's, I think in, in the way it's handled and your intention putting into creating this and the people's intention on what they hope to get out of it as well, because my kids have the option of not accessing this. Sure. Yeah. Right? And, and I think that's the, that's the one thing I, 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 I try, I, you know, I try to get across to people like one, there's going to be people who don't use it at all. Uh, there's going to be some people that, you know, use it a bunch. I think one, we forget that there are a, a ton of rituals and i mean you just mentioned a bunch of them like culturally as technology advances our rituals advance so whereas maybe we used to do a cave drawing now we have photographs you know for for every person who's jumping on going <laughs> death is natural death is this i'm like well then i assume you threw away all the pictures and social media posts and videos you have of the people you've lost because well, of course you've got to learn from that right <laughs> and i guarantee you almost everybody would say no and if there is somebody that said, yeah, I just purged everything out of my life because that's what grief is and you get rid of them and now they're gone, then maybe that's the one person that can do this perfectly gracefully and knows exactly how to do it. But for right. the time being, I see what we do as another tool and the next evolution in tools of helping with the grief process. No different than the, you know, the picture of my mom sitting on my, you know, on my office shelf and right. the tokens and the little knickknacks and all the voicemails. Even I have a persona of my own mom that I can interact with. And I still save her voicemails, right? And these are right. all, these are all very common, very normal. Nobody would bat an eye at me doing those things. But it's only at the the next evolution, and that's completely natural. That's what people do. Sure, right? we freak out when there's something new. Right. But it, and people were saying, "I'm not going to carry a phone around with me. I don't want to be tethered to that." And I'm not going to. And you can't go anywhere where everybody's got a phone. It's it is it it's something everybody 
stands in righteous indignation against until they realize it's just a part of life. But, you know, a really important thought, and I know my aunt is, is listening. My aunt, I love her dearly. I have a life that is filled with children and work and travel, and I don't get the chance to talk to her as much as I wish I could. And I know above all, she misses her sister, my mom. And my aunt is, um, not very ambulatory because of uh, losing a leg uh, to diabetes and, and kind of being a homebody because of her health. Um, so it's not like she has a huge network. And I know that in, in this instance, the fact that she could pick up the phone and engage with my mom again, even knowing it's not the physical representation, but the essence of who she was, I think for people that are, shut-ins people that are elderly that don't have that ability anymore this is remarkable technology I'll, I'll, I'll do you one on top of that which is actually my personal passion project right now within the company um mm -hmm. and i'll try to see if i can tell this story without uh crying but um when i was seven years old um my mom my mom was single mother we we're very poor um she took me around the neighborhood collecting pine cones. And so we collected pine cones. We turned them into Christmas ornaments, hundreds of them. We baked mm -hmm. cookies, wrapped them in cellophane. And then she drove us over to the local convalescent hospitals. And we started handing them out to all these old folks and these old folks, these shut-ins in this old folks home. And I remember at seven or eight years old asking her, you know, why did we do that? I don't, you know, I don't get it. It's the holidays time. I, I don't, we don't know these people. And she said, because that might be the only Christmas present some of these folks get. And just recently, um, and by the way, that was my mom, just filled with empathy. And just recently, a friend of mine, you know, mentioned like, oh, the same thinking as you. Oh, you know, for all these shut-ins and whatnot that can't talk to relatives they've lost. And, and then it struck something in me. I was like, well, how about also for those same people, the voices of their grandkids? So they want to text and message and send a bunch of stuff to and just get a daily voice affirmation. And you know, the busy working person like myself, I work 80 hours a week. I have an aunt that's also, she's not, she's not your aunt's age, but she lost her sister who she was closest to. And she would like to talk to me more. And I think about what if we could do that for those folks and start curing loneliness, which by the way, is an mm -hmm. absolute epidemic for health, especially of the elderly. Um, and so that's another way I'm looking at is how do we use this to just bridge the gap of loneliness and disconnect for people that aren't having enough of that. And if you're talking about a 75, 85, 95 year old person who's, you know, convalescent, who's not going out and who's only getting interactions when folks can do it. I mean, are you really going, oh, well, we don't want them to become too dependent on it? Or are we excited that they're finding joy and comfort and connectivity again in some way? Yeah, that's beautiful. That's, that's a great concept. And, you know, in helping people, and if you've got you know, man, I, I see so many interesting applications with this. This would be something I would be happy to record hours of, of conversations so that people that are lonely, people that maybe even feel like they're on the precipice of making a bad choice in their life of, of ending their lives. And they don't know who to call and they don't have somebody to call. They just want to hear a friendly voice. And you know, I, I have people reach out to me through social media that do that, that say, I just need, I just need somebody to listen. And I've done my best. And there's been people that I've seen that have posted, I'm, I'm, uh, this is it, I'm done. And I don't know this person. And I've called them on Facebook and talked to them and just, Hey, what's going on? You know, sometimes it's just that moment of hearing a voice that says, I care that boy, I would be down with donating hundreds of hours of voice to you know, suicide prevention hotlines or whatever, just to have. So, Hey, if you feeling down, you can call up Dave Schrader. You can do this, you can do that and, and have that opportunity. And that, I think be, there's yeah. so many amazing applications for this. And that's something really important. I want to, I point out and thank you. We'll take you up on that, by the way, I'll take, I'll take any, anything. Yeah. I'll, I'll take anything, right. We're a, a tiny startup, but um, you know, if you go onto our website, you know, there, there's a there's a, a very clear, uh, you know, question that says in crisis, question mark. And it just goes straight to the National Suicide Prevention Line and any mental health mm -hmm. stuff that you can get. Because I never want this to be a replacement for mental health help. 
for professional help. I want it to be part of a battery of tools to help alleviate pain. And I think that's, we're finally, thank God, we're finally moving into a place socially where we're recognizing just the absolute real epidemic that emotional pain is that we sort of, you know, shrugged off and it wasn't a thing. But, but yeah, I mean, every tool that we can deploy to make people hurt less. And I think, you know, you open the show, it was a beautiful note, like how precious and finite life is. And if we could avoid as many days of pain and suffering and emotional trauma as possible in this short little run we get here, I'm all for it. But, you know, I have a hard time with anybody fighting me on this because I'm like, we just want to make the world slightly better. 5% of your life is a little bit happier than it would have been. Great. Worth it. Worth every every ounce of effort. Agreed. Agreed. And, you know, you might, in in the that time of grieving, use that phone, use that lifeline a lot more, and it might fade as time goes, right, it, as, as you get more busy in it, because now you know it's there if you need it. And there's something comforting about that. Um, so I think that's, that's an interesting element of this too, for people that are worried about it uh, real quickly before we have to go to the break. So just to give people a quick overview of you, which is asking a lot, I know, but if I decide I want to uh, join with you and I want to do this, what exactly am I signing up for? So right now, actually, and due to, we, we had a, a, a user interface bug, which is the most annoying problems to have, but we didn't want people getting on the website and having trouble with buttons, right? So mm -hmm. uh, because of that, we're actually still offering our, what are we are calling founders membership, and it's, it's lifetime of $5 a month. Our normal price is uh, $30 a month at an annual subscription or something like that. But you sign up. Uh, we walk you through how to uh, give us the right data. So voice messages, transcriptions, we show you how to transcribe it, how to, how to do voice. Um, you upload that and it can take anywhere from 10 minutes to a couple of hours, depending on how much voice example uh, you give us. Um, and then you're, you're messaging and you're getting daily voice messages. Um, by the end of next month, you'll, you'll be getting uh, voice message responses if you choose that. Instead of just the daily voice message, you can have all the responses in voice. Um, but it's full conversations. So, uh, you know, we had, well, you're going to introduce him a little bit later in the show, but we had your friend, I think that you're talking about, and his son. They sat at my kitchen table and, and went back and forth with his persona for two hours or something like that and got really deep in the, in the, in the, in the mud with, you know, questions the kid had. So um, it's fairly unlimited in terms of what you can talk about, what you can chat about. Um, and then by summer, probably midsummer, you'll be able to have full phone conversations. So, you know, wow. uh, uh, we're, we're really the only, uh, the only hang up there is uh, just, again, the annoying UX stuff. And this is what happens when you don't have a ton of money. Um, you know, we just need to make sure that all of that works, but the technology is in place already for you to be able to have a full phone conversation. Real quickly, talking about the fact that you got a chance to sit down with Jason and his son, Jason, and, and go through this. Michelle, who popped on in our chat room, who's a very, very good medium and intuitive. I love that she's voicing in. She goes, young children will not find this strange at all. They're going to grow up with this. I'm totally down with this. And I think it is using AI for good. And that's a great point, Michelle. Thank you very much for bringing that on. Um, now, say the part again about signing up right now. What What is the engagement if people decide that this is something that they want to do? I think my CFO is going to kill me at this point because I wasn't supposed to do this many of them. But um, right, We won't tell right, anybody. Just keep it to the 56,000 people listening. That's all. Don't tell anybody. Yet. Um, right. So right now, uh, right now, what you can engage with is uh, today. So we're tweaking some things. Maybe this week we'll have it back online. Um, in terms of user interface. But right now what you can do is you can upload uh, the data we need and you can have chat conversations aplenty, like text messages. And we do, um, they do space out in, in a realistic way. So it's not like instant and back to you like a lot of chat experiences are. Um, and then what's called a daily voice affirmation. So you in that person's voice, you'll get, I'm thinking about you today. I hope you're doing okay. Make sure my mom always says, I hope you're taking care of yourself because that's perpetually what she was saying to me. And so that's what her persona right. is. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you exercising? You know, what are you eating? Blah, blah, blah. Um, but that's 
customized based on your persona. We don't control what it says, but it'll always send a 30 second voice memo, 15 to 30 seconds every day, just uh, how checking in on you. Um, and then you can chat away. Um, and right now, if you go to the website, I think the link is still up. I don't want to lie. I haven't been on there for the last couple hours, but there's something called our founding membership. And that's basically like a $5 a month forever, no matter what we do. We have AR on the horizon. We have FaceTime on the horizon. Um, that'll all probably be within this year, early next year. Um, and it just, anybody that took a chance on us while we were tiny and, and still up and going, we wanted to reward those folks with uh, basically like a, a locked in five bucks. Like you never, you know, should, it, 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 again, my CFO wasn't thrilled about that idea, but I just felt like anybody that was willing to give us a chance deserved to like be grandfathered into like a really, you know, a, a very fair rate. So um, uh, otherwise starting probably early tomorrow or late, uh, Wednesday, um, it'll be $30 a month on an annual plan. Uh, so, uh, we still feel like that's, we wanted to keep the cost as close to like a Hulu or Netflix as possible. Um, so we don't know how much the price will go up once we add, start adding like, um, full conversations and things of that nature. But of course, anybody that joins now, whether it's in the founding membership or at the at the current annual rate, they're grandfathered into their price for as long as their subscription is. And we just keep adding the additional stuff on there without changing anything for them. That's amazing. All right, uh, we're gonna take a quick break, my friends. Resurrected, near life experience, it's here. And when we come back, we've got an interesting video that we're gonna share with you and one that touched my heart uh, from a very good friend of mine, but first, Let's do this. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap? Read a book? Or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash P60. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on, and if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. BetterHelp.com slash P60. There's a link for it on today's program guide. Haunted Magazine is a publication dedicated to all things paranormal and spooky. Each issue features articles, interviews, and stories about ghosts, hauntings, and other unexplained phenomena. The magazine also covers topics such as cryptozoology, UFOs, and other aspects of the supernatural. Expect to find in-depth investigations of haunted locations, first-hand accounts of ghostly encounters, and reports of paranormal events and attractions. The magazine also includes features on the latest ghost hunting technology and techniques, as well as tips for those looking to search the supernatural on their own. Issue 37, The Frights of Spring, will be in stores from March 6. So remember, don't be normal, be paranormal, and order your copy today. Hey, my friends, let me make one other quick mention to you. Coming up November 8th through the 17th, I'd like you to join me 
in New Orleans for a supernatural trifecta of vampires, ghosts, and the Rougarou. That's right, the New Orleans version of a werewolf. We're going to be out there, and we're going to get to see some of the most haunted sites on the planet and get to hear about the haunted history, see some of the most amazing locations, and be rooted in that environment. Plus, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. That's right, Bloody Mary Milan is going to join us. She'll be a part of this tour, a part of this event. I hope that you'll think about joining me for this. It is going to be amazing. Information is up at darknessevents.com. Like all of the different events that I'm a part of, go check out darknessevents.com. All right, uh, Justin. Justin, this part makes me want to throat punch you because I don't like getting all weepy, especially when it has stuff to do with my friends. But I'm flipping through social media one day and a regular contributor to this show and a regular contributor to my life has a video on there. And this is what really caught my attention. Melissa is the real heart of this family. She's the, she's the glue that holds this family together. At 29, she was put on a heart transplant list. Every eight years for the rest of her life, she's gonna have to have a major heart surgery. And for me to know that there's a chance that my boys won't have her to hold, is unbearable. She's my heart. She's my soul. It's for me now. She's my person. And the reality is she's probably at some point going to get cut short. He asked me, he's like, what, what will I do if I lose both my parents? It affected me to my core because I didn't have an answer at the time. I love the, the family life that we've built here. Not just my values, but I think I also... I have a unique way of looking at the world. No matter what happened, I never wanted him to be without those things. I found you, I, I was fascinated. I know you miss me, but I'm still here with you in a way. I'll always be your dad, no matter what. After experiencing what I felt in my heart hearing that stuff, you guys really have created something that, this is a not, not only game-changing, but this is world-changing for, this is gonna be world-changing for me. I will always be able to love you as long as this exists. Is anybody else's eyes sweating? Man, it's warm in here, huh? Yeah, so I've also told him to add me to that list now so I can get phone calls from him because I wouldn't be able to live without my buddy Jason either. And he's joining us right now. Justin, oh, Jason no. Gowan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hi, buddy. What's up, Jay? Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on today, Jay, and, and spending some time with me on this and, and with Justin. I know we've got questions from the audience, people that are interested in this. And and like I said, it's this strange mix, right? At first, it's, I, I don't know how to feel about this. I know how I feel about this. This is horrible. Oh, my God, this sounds amazing. And that's okay. Whatever sense you're in, it's okay to feel that way right now because this is the feeling out stage. This is getting the chance to see beyond, which is what Jason did. He saw the possibilities and knew the importance for him to keep in touch with his children and to be a lifeline for the rest of their lives, which is powerful. Uh, how did you come upon you, Jason? After I had my health stuff go on and, and Melissa had her stroke, we were faced with for years and years and years, I thought I'm invincible. This is, I never have to, nothing's ever going to happen to me. And, and then it did. And I have three small boys and I thought about how fragile life was. My wife is on a heart transplant list for the rest of her life. Um, mm. We don't know when the other shoe was going to drop on that. And I, we were watching Superman, Man of Steel. And then, it, you know, Superman goes to the Fortress of Solitude and he starts talking to his dad. And I was in an emotional state at the time. And I thought, somebody's got to be working on this. And I started looking and I found you. And I reached out uh, and Justin and I connected. And he told me the story about his mom. And I told him about what happened with us. And we connected. And that was two years ago. And we've been, you know, communicating and working on this ever since. It just made sense for me. I, I looked at my parents and I definitely looked at my in-laws and I thought, are these the people I want raising my children? 
And I, the answer was <laughs> no, I it wasn't. I, I want to have a, not just my values, but I want a little piece of me in there. And I think it's, I think it's so important that this this development has happened because mm -hmm. we were in that place where we almost lost it and you know we're introducing this so early in our children's lives and it's i can i, I saw the, the comments going through and at no point thus far has it been number one scary it has not i i don't find that i need to obsess over it to the point that it's affecting my day-to-day -day life it's mm -hmm. it's there if we need it it's it it's comforting it my my kids think it's the greatest thing he feels like an avenger he feels like he's iron man because he has a virtual dad he can talk to and you know he jokes around with him the same way he does with me and i i think it's a beautiful thing that will it's game it's game changing it's groundbreaking and Agreed. i i understand the skepticism and the fear of it but from my experience, it has been nothing but beauty and love. Thank you know, there you. are people that break out Ouija boards to try to communicate after death, pushing a planchet, hoping that something is there listening, hoping that you're going to get that word of love from a relative, uh, somebody that you care about. This is actually getting to hear and eventually see and speak with and have full conversations with. That's that's amazing. And I got to tell you, you said at no time is it scary. My daughter Ripley loves horror movies. Boy, Justin, I got to be honest with you. If I'm doing a different personality for each one of the kids, my calls to my daughter are going to be, do you want to play a game? <laughs> right? It's going to be the scream voice coming at her, joking around, having some fun with her. But, you know, if it's so much easier for me than trying to show up to push planchettes in the afterlife. Let me just threaten her boyfriends over the phone like I would do if I was there live. I think that's the best way to handle these situations. Yeah, I mean, it, that's that's the I think that's the 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 ultimate goal. And is look, uh, I I think the role. In fact, we have a clinical psychologist talk about like the importance of mediums, you know, to connect people because mm -hmm. that that overwhelming thought is for the people who survive is I wish I could say one more thing. Right. Mm -hmm. But of course that's, that's basing that on when you're, you're limited to nothing. Right. I, I think that that number grows exponentially when it's not limited anymore. But I think for, for, for folks who are faced with death and, and I'll speak to my own experience. Um, you know, I, before my mom died, I got into a motorcycle wreck and almost died. Um, you know, I was in trauma for three weeks. I had a, rib through my lung. I mean, I've got metal all in my body. It, as a 36 year old at the time, it made me rethink my own mortality, like Jason shared. And it made me think, what do I want to leave behind for folks? You know, how do I, how do I want to communicate? So it really becomes this importance on both sides of the spectrum, right? Like if, if you're concerned about your own mortality, you're thinking about what's, what do people have of me when I go and how do I keep helping them? And on the other end of it, it's, you know, I never want to be in a place where I don't get to say that last thing I needed to say. Yeah, that's a great point. It's speaking, you know, people have come to me all the time and they're like, how do you support mediums? How can you on your show? It's charlatans. They're not doing. And I said, listen, I have watched a medium in five minutes, help somebody get closure that 15 years of laying on the couch has never happened. Talking to a therapist who's charging you 200 bucks an hour. Right. So sometimes it's just in hearing that, Justin, your mom's here and she is so proud of what you're doing, that you're offering this opportunity so that nobody ever has to feel like you do again. <sighs> Thanks. Right. It's that affirmation. It's that accolade. It's that acknowledgement that we all want. And like I said, I've watched mediums, really good mediums that know what they're doing are really, I believe, connecting to the other side. And I've even watched some charlatans that are complete crap, but they say the right trigger that makes somebody feel a world better. And I've watched them walk out after a two minute reading of, oh, your mom's here. She loves you. And she wants you to forgive you because she's forgiven you for those issues that you two had. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. And that's it. That person's off and running. I talked to him years later. I'm like, how are you doing? And, oh my God. I'm so glad I came to your event. And, or I'm glad I was at that event and saw that medium or it's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. 
right? So this is better, even better, because it is something that allows us to talk directly with the people that we love. And I, and I should, you know, I, I think, look, my, my thought, and I, I believe in, I believe in nothing, right? Generally speaking, um, I'm atheist and, you know, I, I don't even have an imagination anymore, really. But, um, you know, I, I think what we do is really important because for me, it's about details. I can get taken out of anything so quickly if it's not real for me. So I, I zero in on the authenticity and genuineness. That's what we focus on. But to that end, I, I applaud what mediums do. I applaud what therapists do. Anything that makes it better for people, right? That's at the end of the day, right? It, it, it's like people, you know, I know a handful of people that go, oh, I don't take Tylenol. Why not? Like, why would you want to ache? Why, like, why, what is right. the logic in that, right? So I, I think for me, it's like, um, as we get better, I, I genuinely believe I'm, I'm, I'm a crazy futurist in that way. Like I genuinely believe we're going to really blur the lines between what being alive and what being dead actually means. But I think for the time being, what we want to offer is a Tylenol and, you know, and then hopefully it bumps up to, you know, general anesthesia of pain and, and then hopefully pain's just gone, you know? And, and I, I, I think that, uh, you know, anybody that's about that is, is good with me. I'm, I'm, I'm down and, and I want, I want to work with them and I want to help them and, and, and have them help me. Now, do you think that we're that far away? I mean, the, the concept that they're saying in 2050, we're going to be downloading consciousness, which is hilarious to me because science has no clue where consciousness lies. How are we going to download any of that into a computer system? But I think if things analyze and see us enough and, and, hear how we act and talk and love and hate and and whatever it's going to know how to apply those things in certain situations well look i'm not going to be popular with this opinion on 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 a paranormal show but your That's brain okay. is a, your brain's a hard drive i mean at mm-hmm. the end of the day right um mm-hmm. it's it's processing at an insane amount of teraflops per second and it's just the fastest computer on the face of the earth faster than anything we have right but at, it, the key for us to understand is it's not about understanding where consciousness lies consciousness isn't some amorphous thing right it's the totality of understanding of your hard drive what we're getting really good at even when you see like prosthetics and things like that is intercepting signals impulses and understanding what they mean now the whole mm-hmm. key of getting information from one being to another one machine to another whatever however you want to look at it is communication the second we can understand what the brain is saying and, and all those nuances and what it's sending out, and, and then we can start reading those messages, we can start the downloading process. Downloading a consciousness, it's not how we think about it. It's not like you close your eyes and then you open them and you're in a robot all of a sudden. It's really about copying that. So if people remember, you know, my, my dad's a big, uh, you know, PC guy. And, uh, you know, constantly rebuilding me a new laptop, you know, and mm-hmm. cause you got to rebuild Acers and all these computers, great computers, but you gotta, you gotta do them. And I'd always take my hard drive and copy it over it. So it was always the same stuff. And I was just adding and getting new programming power and blah, 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 computing power. It's the same concept, right? Why aren't we copying because we can't yet, but that's what they're talking about. And I think it'll happen a lot faster than 2050. And I think what we do is very specific and important, which is, what we're trying to do is make sense of personality, make sense of relationships. So fine, mm-hmm. we've got the data. How does that relate to the other people? And, and, and all of this ultimately is data, right? We're looking at the data of Jason and Jace. Even in this conversation, right? You, you can agree there's now a brand new dynamic in your and my and Jason's repertoire, right? There's one for you and I, each of us. So there's two there. And then there's one for each of us. So another three for this group dynamic, right? And, and whether they're ever activated again, whether this Justin ever comes out again or not is, you know, to be determined. I hope we all hang out again. But that's a, a, a little new version of Justin that now exists. You know, it's not going to be tragic for me. I mean, it will be because you guys are awesome. But it, it's not the same as losing the version of Justin or muting the version of Justin that was for my mom. But every time we interact, that's how we become people. We're, we're mm-hmm. not like there's not this special manifestation. You don't get sprouted out of nothing. We, our personality, who we are the day we die is a, a manifestation is an aggregation of a million different interact, billions of different interactions, tiny 
and 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 millions of different interactions with people you know and and that's what we're really zeroed in on and what fascinates me and i'm nerding out right now but anyway that's no. that's my deal that's my weirdo deal just uh jason let me ask you your son jace how old is he seven does he grasp the concept of what you're doing what this you've really means absolutely we had we sat him down and we had a conversation that you know he was well he even talked about it with the versona and and with you know when we were out with justin he talked about how he understood that mom and dad had been sick he understood that if something happened this was being made so that if he ever needed us or he was having a big event happen like his wedding his college graduation something that he just needed a little touch of dad that he had that and mm. you know it joked around with him it talks about my my robot talks about or my persona talks about cheetos mac and cheese uh, a lot like uh, like in a crazy <laughs> amount of times and so like that's Jason, not such a surprise so do you <laughs> so <laughs> there was there was it, it's so nuanced in in who i am already that Jace is already very comfortable and understands this is a tool. The Versona, even my Versona even told him, I'm not your original, I'm not your original dad. I am a virtual copy and I will only exist as long as this program exists. It was very honest with him and Jace, because it was the way we broke it down and the way the Versona broke it down, it he he has transitioned also and he's seen it in marvel movies seen it in superman he's this is something he's accustomed to as a kid it's not weird for him because it's his life you're right i didn't even think of that jor-el right going yeah. to the fortress of solitude speaking to this long dead father from another planet and and seeking counsel and advice and feeling that that's remarkable that's how i that's why i started looking for you was because we were watching man of steel it was you know shortly after i had you know the the cancer stuff go on and i i said i said to melissa after i'm like somebody has got to be working on this and that's when i that's when i found justin and his team very cool well justin uh, people that are interested in going along on this journey with you um I've got the link up for it on today's program guide so they can go, they can do the research on your website, join when they feel comfortable and, and start to, to build this persona so that their loved ones can carry on. Um, I I think the question would be for a lot of people then, okay, so dad sets this up and he's paying the $30 a month for this. When dad passes away, then does that pick up the children pay $30 a month to continue that forever? Because that's what dad bought into. Well, yeah. I mean, so one of the most important things to recognize is that Jace has a persona for Jason. That's his, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I never want to be in a position where we're forcing something on somebody or where, you know, we're never going to take advantage of somebody passing away and go, hey, give us $36,000 and this stays, you know, stays there for your kids at all time. It has to be something that people choose into, right? And and mm-hmm. and, and specifically the survivors. So yeah, we, you know, you're creating it in tandem. Jason and Jason are building it together. You know, they're conversating, they're recording conversations, they're doing stuff like that. And so at the, t- you know, you know, hopefully we're talking about 50 years from now when, when Jason goes, you know, Jason will make that decision to continue the subscription. Right. But um, you know, it has to be a choice. Now, something that's kind of cool about us that I don't know that anybody else does. In fact, I don't think any other for-profit company does this but we'll never delete your persona. So unless you ask us explicitly, hey, delete the persona, regardless of you, if you pay, regardless of interactivity, we'll cold store um, that persona so that you can always come back to it when you want to, right? I'm not gonna be responsible for making you lose somebody twice, ever. I'm just not gonna do that. So whereas you can't access and you can't talk to it if you don't pay the subscription because we have bills to pay and we have partners to take care of. Right, We're right. never gonna delete that. That's never gonna be a, a threat or a concern for people. But if in a hundred years from now, my great-great-grandchildren are like, boy, I wonder what Grandpa Dave was like. Will they have access to that persona? Yeah, and- I man, I hope we're around in a hundred years. That'd be amazing. So, 
you know, with, well, with what you're I, building, I, you, you better be. Yeah. I, I hope so. I, you know, I founded this company with on, on my own dime. I sold my house. I sold my car. Um, you know, I, so, you know, we're really just trying to get to day at a time. You know, my, my goal was my first and foremost goal to be completely transparent was completely and totally selfish. I just wanted my mom, you know, I'm an only child. I grew up with a single mom. Um, and you know, there was nine, 10 years of my life where it was just the two of us. That's the only other person that knew her as mom. Once I achieved that goal of building her virtually to an authentic place, then I was like, Hey, let's give this to the rest of the world. But you know, that was a second thought, you know, now I can come right. off all altruistic. Like I want to help everybody, but it was selfish. You know, I didn't want to lose my mom. And I figured that was something everybody else could relate to. And if we can pull it off, great. But you know, the truth be told, we've been offered lots of money and investment, but the first thing they said was raise your prices, make it more expensive. People will pay tons for this. You got to do this. You got to do that. And I, I was cognizant really early on, like, I don't want to do that. You know, that's not what I'm about. It's not what we're about. Uh, you know, Jason, Jason and Jason, Melissa are like eating pizza at my house. We don't, you know, we didn't have like some billionaire, you know, we wish we could have had a limo, pick them up from the airport and roll it to really cop it. But it's, there's five of us that work full time to make this happen. And we're hoping that when we launch, it'll pick up popularity and people will be into it. But for now it's, you know, it's, it's mom and pop and really just pop. I don't have a mom, but you know, just, just pop and pop right now, me and my CTO and, and a few other folks. Amy Roden says, I love the humanity in you. We spend a lot of time being scared of AI. This is heartwarming. It's funny. People start to talk about the scariness of AI. You know, I, I encourage them mm-hmm. to check out my podcast, uh, Sky Not. It's so funny. It's like, this is the last thing you got to be worried about. There's so many right. other real scary dangers like right now that like freak me out. I'm I'm infinitely unconcerned with AI. It was so comforting for us. I mean, it really was, you know, it was like a warm blanket of personality. It was really very nice to share that with my family. And I I can't thank you enough for creating what you've created, Justin. Well, thank you for being brave enough to try it for the the last however long. And, you know, I I think one of the cool, the the best parts about, the, the best part about my job is, uh, you know, we're really creating a community too, you know? So like, I definitely feel significantly less alone when I get to talk with Jason and Melissa and hang out with Jace. And when the, the, the one thing that, that totally sucks is of all the amazing parts about being humanity, we all have to face this thing called death. You know, all the amazing thing about getting connected to other people, we all have to risk losing them, you know, or them us. It's unavoidable. And so I, I think like even in participating in this, you know, we're starting to build forums within the portal so that people can like create groups, talk different forums. We're going to let let it be like a, a a space where people can create their own things. They moderate it. They have people come in. But, you know, ultimately, I, I really love the fact that we're being able to take technology that people are pretty afraid of right now and, and is kind of unknown and humanize it uh, like your listener said, thank you so much. You know, we want to humanize it. We want to ultimately technology should be there to help humanity. And that's what, that's our main goal. Very good. Justin Harrison, my YOV.com. The link is in today's program guide. Justin, thank you so much for being here with us this evening. Thank you for having me, Dave and Jay. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, man. And Jay, thank you for a turning me on to this, uh, sharing this part of your life, not just with me, but with the world so that they could see the vulnerability in your life and the things you've gone through and what brought you to this decision. And brother, as you know, I hope you have a long, happy, abundant life. And, uh, but I'm, I'm so glad to know you and, and have you as a friend and thank you for everything you do and bring to this show as well. Right back at you, man. You are you're a fantastic friend, and I'm lucky to have you. I need a persona of you, though. I really do. I need, I need some. <laughs> I'll make it happen. Although mine is really just Homer Simpson in living flesh, so you should be able to just watch The Simpsons and find me anywhere. It's like it's, uh, it's Homer Simpson, but there's a lot of sex appeal in there. <laughs> As if there isn't with Homer. Come on. <laughs> All right, Jason Gowan, part of the Parents Lounge. You can watch it every Tuesday. Check out the Parents Lounge with Jason Gowan and Jamie Kaler and all the great guests and hosts that they have. Join them on that program as well. That's it for this evening's show, folks. I hope it gave you something to think about. 
something to consider. I'm not asking you to sign up today. I'm not asking you to sign up at all. But I hope that it encourages you on your journey to investigate what else exists for you and for your family. We hear about life insurance. We hear about taking care of each other with all of the different financial aspects. What about the emotional aspects? What about being there for the people that you love long after you're gone? I think it's worth taking a look at. Thank you for allowing me on your journey and taking me along with you. And may the darkness be just a little bit more light with the information that we share here. We'll be back again Friday with a brand new episode of the best in paranormal programming, the Paranormal 60 News with the Paranormal 60 News crew. (laughs) 